we have a friend. She's so sweet. <laughs> so, welcome back to podcast of the day, where we're basically a threesome now. Um, thank you so much, Emma, for joining us on the podcast and inviting us into your home, which is utterly beautiful with lovely light windows and in the middle of Ireland. It's gorgeous. Uh, tell us a little bit about this little one. Um, so, this is Ellie, and we got her three years ago when we moved into the to our house when we realised the house was way too clean and way too quiet. And you needed some <laughs> so dogs. We, we needed something to keep us busy and children were not on the cards, so we got a pump. <laughs> oh, not a tester. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just no. loves the dogs. Same with me. Just, we're good with dogs. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. And you've got two others outside running running wild. Yeah, so we have a retriever and a Newfoundland as well. So, um, so yeah, we're kept busy with dogs. There's nothing like dogs is there to kind of keep you grounded when you like travel around the world doing CrossFit. Yeah, big time. Like I, I probably would have traveled a lot more before I got her, but since I've got her, like I would limit my travel to like 10 days at a max at a time. You miss them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they are just a part of the family. And she misses you clearly because she's just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a normal day. If I'm sitting, she's, she's either beside me or sitting on top of me. I think she thinks she's a human. <laughs> oh, we, um, literally as we sat down, you've basically told me the news that West Coast Classic yes. has been cancelled because of coronavirus. A bit of a shock yeah. for you, I imagine. You must have been on a plane in like half, half a week's time. Like I was maybe flying out on Sunday, so obviously like I was planning on, like I kind of like blocked off this evening to to, to pack and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely, absolutely gutted. Like I just tested the workouts this morning. I got a few of the guys from the gym to come down and, you know, like to hit the workouts with me. So they came in on their rest day. Thanks, Matt and Jake. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Matt and Jake. <laughs> um, so they came in, obviously, on their rest day to join me, obviously, give me, like, give me a bit of person, a bit of company. So, yeah, just, just absolutely gutted, you know. I really, really wanted a, a run out um, this time of the year just to see how things were. Um, but, yeah, we'll just have to, just have to wait. I mean, it, it kind of, at this stage, is what it is. And obviously, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, saving people's lives. Yeah, like, obviously... You know, they... I think everyone can appreciate that, but it's still... It must be really difficult to kind of... <laughs> she's so happy. She's fine. Um, but it must be really difficult to... Like, you would have planned all of your training, right? All of everything yeah, like, around this month will be planned around this competition. And it's... Well, like, obviously, <clears throat> like, training, training's just going as normal. Like, training doesn't change for, for like, competitions like this, obviously, because I've qualified um, already. But... Um, the thing was, it was to plan to see how I performed now, see how I performed in eight weeks in Madrid, and then see, obviously, the, the golden one is the games in another eight weeks. So we had, like, properly planned eight week, eight week, eight week. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of messes up, <clears throat> up the plan a wee bit. Obviously, we got to test, test a couple of the workouts already today. Um, we're going to continue to do uh, a few, like, more regional workouts, games workouts over the coming days, like planned, because, obviously... West Coast had said X regionals and games work out. So still quite a good time because I can look back at old scores and see where I actually stack yeah, up. Yeah, so sure. we're just going to continue continue with the block of training that we have set out and see where where I am. And I'll kind of be able to get a bit of a gauge from, from uh, redoing the workouts. Um, so it's not 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 all lost. <laughs> and this is obviously where James Jalsey earns his money. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Making making positive movements and positive decisions in yeah, the face for, of chaos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I, as soon as I heard the news, obviously he's the first person. Obviously I contacted. We had a chat on the phone, and basically what I said to you is, 
what, what what's happening just yeah. business as usual continue trading we'll do the workouts that he's laid out for me as the tests that he thought may or may come up or what is good for me to test um obviously he's he's put me in a hole and give me the worst <laughs> workouts what's the worst um, workouts in your mind uh just like they're actually having too bad obviously i've um worked hard on my weaknesses um but he just give me just different workouts obviously like the snatch ladder like i definitely wouldn't have wanted that to come up um given i was snatching 88 kilos in 2016 and i was probably about five to six kilos heavier in 20 2016 yeah. so um and i haven't been able to snatch from really filthy 150 that heavy really? just with like a little wrist niggle um so like i was really nervous when i seen that one announced but headed today and obviously smashed my 2016 time so i was like oh brilliant bring it on <laughs> yeah but, you built all that confidence <laughs> yeah just uh, but again like it's obviously it's good confidence building knowing that i can do it even not uh snatching for you know like a good few months she just does what she wants. Yeah. This is her home. She normally wouldn't be loud on the table, but I think she's just <laughs> taking advantage of people being here. Um, but yeah, no, so um, what else are we testing? Oh, we're testing later today. I'm leaving it to last because I plan on not being able to stand for about two hours afterwards. <laughs> uh, so it's the regionals, maybe, is it 2016 potentially? Uh, 25 cal assault bike, 20 burpee box jump overs, and 10 sand bike cleans. Uh, the back in the regionals i think it's 2017 uh that absolutely destroyed me um so i'm looking forward to putting myself in an absolute grave this evening uh doing that so yeah he's joyce is definitely testing me on the workouts that i don't want to do versus the ones <laughs> i would like to do i think that's uh, what coaches are for isn't it yeah for or whiteboards sure. one or the other yeah so no i'm more than happy like uh everything he's given me so far like i've i've got better so that's the main thing and so yeah just things are going good do you consider yourself a role model? Um, like I would definitely like to think so. Um, for like the younger generation, uh, coming up in the sport, uh, even like from like the quad racing and stuff, like I always try to, like not can't, not prove, but show that it's you're, it's capable for women to, like, be at a high level in a male dominant sport. Um, obviously CrossFit's you know you're competing against women, so you don't have to. Um, kick it with the boys yeah you don't have to kick it with the boys as such um, but for like quad racing and stuff like I think like I held like quite a good reputation for um, for ladies in the sport so it is like the show like it's actually you can you can go and actually win like you don't have to just be a competitor you can actually go and win if you put in the hard work um, and like I the first first and only female to ever win an Ulster Championship race and highest ever female um, to place in the British Championship um, in quad racing and I'm still the highest female um, at a Europe uh, race we do every year, it's a 12 hour race um, it's called the Pont de Vaux and Amazing. I'm the highest ever female finisher uh, placing 7th at that there so incredible um so yeah it's like i think think i'm a good role model for like the up-and-coming females in like specifically quad racing but like even for like irish crossfit i think like you know you're showing that you can go from nothing like literally nothing to um competing obviously at the crossfit games and um you know competing at a high level within the sport so you said irish crossfit do you not consider yourself 
a role model in CrossFit in general? Oh, like maybe. Like I probably just see myself just like as an Irish kind of CrossFit. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe people see me like on the on the bigger stage. I I don't know, um, but I just like know just for like the younger athletes, you know, coming up, even just ones that I coach myself. You know, I want to, want to, you know, like I I tell some of them constantly. I'm like, you're only 14 years old, and you're like you're cleaning you're this good. <laughs> you're cleaning more than I cleaned when I was like 24. So I was like, this is incredible. I was like, you know you are the next Emma McQuaid. You're going to be better than I've ever, could ever dream of being. And I was like, you know, that's, that's awesome. And that's exciting. Um, so, so yeah, like I was probably just cause I see it firsthand in Ireland more so. Seems really important to you. Yeah. Like I love, <clears throat> I love coaching. Um, I don't coach, I don't coach in a CrossFit gym. Uh, whenever I say coach, I mean, uh, like personal training. Yeah. Um, so whenever I PT, I PT like a couple of the younger CrossFit athletes coming up. Um, and like I do, I do like, I do, I'm very passionate about them. So I'm like to do well within their sport and obviously to reach their potential and their goals. Um, and that's, that's obviously my future. So it is, is to be a coach, um, to co coach down the lines. So it's not just an athlete. Um, I love, I love coaching, love working. And that's, that's my passion moving forward. Is it specifically important for you to be bringing young girls through? Or no. do you coach everybody? I coach, oh, I coach <laughs> everyone. Like I have, I've got mummies, daddies, you know, kids, <laughs> boy, males, females. Um, like I have like an all boys group. Like we've got like 10, 10 to 12 boys uh, that have a mixture of sports between go-karts, quad racing, motocross, sidecars. Uh, car racing so uh, mountain biking so like um, I've got like a mixture of of athletes so it is pretty cool do you think it's quite relatively new in the scheme of things compared to when you were doing it to have a focus on strength and conditioning on those kind of extreme sports motor or otherwise um like I know whenever like I raced the quads and like me and David trained um like <laughs> We've definitely trained wrong, so we did. Um, but like you have to learn, so you do. Like no one knew, you know, 10, 15 years ago what was the right type of training. And <clears throat> to be honest, we don't know now what's the right type of training because it's always changing. It's as well, always isn't changing. It? As so new things come out. Like I, we just try and keep with the times and with what's you know the theme at the minute. I like I work quite closely with like my physio, uh, room one physio. Um, she works with myself and like PD and like a lot of the top top crossfitters and I've got her working now with basically all of my motocrossers um as well and like the biggest biggest thing is we just cannot have strong enough core so yeah. like um I wouldn't load any of my like athletes you know with a barbell or anything it's all dumbbells kettlebells um, body weight, learning to move your body weight correctly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think she wants this. It's not food. What here. is it? <laughs> it's not food. Um, so yeah, we just try to move the body better um, and just focus a lot more on core strength. Um, through that there, obviously we're just trying to limit the injuries um, with like with my motocrossers especially. Like this is the worst time of year. Like already I have an ACL, an athlete with an ACL going for oh. surgery. Um, one we'll see today potentially a bust up ankle um, and shoulders seems to be the common trend 
Is um, that just because it's kind of a bit glassy outside? Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, <clears throat> it's like going to pre-season training and the football pitch is mucky and glory and you get like five hamstring tears and three or four groin strains. It's just like, it's the surface, yeah. you know, where in the summertime injuries are less, you know, you know, like groin strains and stuff are less because there's less resistance on the, you know, on your legs and stuff. Um, so it's kind of the same as the motocross. Whenever you're riding in absolute crap, like stuff happens, yeah. you know, you know, just the track's not as um, predictable as it would be when it's dry. So injuries are more common. Um, and it's just it's just the sport that 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 they play, um, and it's a dangerous sport. It's a dangerous sport. You're going fast. Yeah. You're going like up and down hills. Yeah. So and I, I, you know every lap the track the tracks change. So off season off season for my guys is obviously just building building that strong um, core, trying to get as much stability um, and everything. And we just work very close with the physio to try and limit the injuries. Um, but it's like every sport injuries. They happen. they happen. They happen. Do you tend to find you have to work more with your motocross athletes because they don't have necessarily the strength and conditioning that, say, the CrossFit athletes have from literally day one? Yeah, for sure. Um, and two, it's like, <clears throat> it's the same as me. It's the the sport you're in. You're in an absolutely shocking position. <laughs> um, and that's just being, like, completely honest. You know, uh, motocross and quad racing, like, your handlebars are here, so you're in this lovely rounded ready position. to break a shoulder or a collarbone yeah. so um so you're in that nice rounded position and you've got hunched back kind of like a cyclist as well so lower back and stuff's taking a fair you know brave strain as well um tight ankles because you're in a motocross boot up to your knee yeah um so you've got tight ankles tight back tight hips rounded shoulders so you're kind of it is it is a hard task so um so we focus quite a lot our monday nights all my boys know for the past like three years monday nights like core core strength training and then a wednesday night i let them we sweat so it is um <coughs> oh she's off she's, she's off. gone um she's had enough. and that's that's kind of been the theme you know from from we've kind of just been like right off season has been an absolute nightmare how are we going to fix this? Yeah. Um, and it seems to be working. Obviously, we still have injuries, but that just happens with the with the sport. So, yeah, like the condition and strength and condition inside is a huge part within every sport. So it is. And I think if we get like our youth within the sport um, buying into that sooner, I think we could like absolutely have some animals by the time they come into the adult scene. Um, I think that could be a part missing within CrossFit um at the younger age do you think there's transfer transferable skills or did you feel like when you finished with quadding you you started from scratch um i think i came in with like uh probably a really good mindset yeah so i did um so the quad racing gave me a strong mindset moving into crossfit Obviously, I had the tight ankles, the terrible <laughs> hips, hunched back, hunched back, <laughs> uh, rounded shoulders, couple of broken, yeah, couple of broken bones. Um, yeah, like this, this wrist is like coming from being a really immature sixteen-year-old that cut her cast off after two weeks of breaking her scaphoid. <laughs> That's such a like a an, just yeah, just like an extreme sporty thing to do, isn't yeah. it? Like. I remember nothing matters more than the sport. No, like I remember, like my mum and dad, they drove me and my brother to Wexford, 
And they were like, you're not racing? I was like, I am racing. And they're like, you're not racing. <laughs> and I was like, dad cut my cast off. Dad was like, I'm not cutting your cast off. I was like, fine, I'm going to race anyway. <laughs> so I raced, I think I did practice with the cast on. Yeah, found uh, it was a bit limiting. Oh, so limiting. Like I was doing like the clutch. <laughs> so as long as I could clutch to get off the line, I could ride the race without having the clutch. Yeah. But obviously you couldn't turn left-hand corners. Oh my God. So I was like, and I couldn't get my glove on. So I wore like one of those medical gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember after like the first race, uh, I think he did practice in first race with the cast on. And I said to my dad, I was like, I was like, I'm getting so much arm pump. <laughs> and I was like, cut it off. It's not sore. And dad was like, I'm not cutting it off. I was like, fine. So I think I got the scissors and cut around as much as I could so I could grip the handlebars. Yeah. Um, so I cut it. So there's basically there's no support at all on my scaphoid. Um, so then whenever we came home on the Monday morning, my mum took me up to hospital and says, oh, she got her cast damaged over the weekend. <laughs> and, and did they just look at you and went, yeah, yeah. damaged? <laughs> so, um, so then we got, it, we got it cut off and uh, they, they re-x-rayed it and put another cast on and that was taken off by the time I got home. So it was because I was like, it's fine. I raced, I'm fine. And I'm doing the next race at the weekend. <laughs> so it's all coming back to haunt me now when I'm 30. So it is my own fault, but it's one of those things. So I tried to- You enjoyed to... it and made the most of it while you were young though. For sure. It didn't annoy me until I was, until a two years professional ago. Professional cross crossfitter. Yeah, until yeah. two years ago. So, uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. Um, so like for me, <clears throat> uh, the mindset, the mindset's there, even though um, the mobility wasn't there, the skill set wasn't there, uh, and probably like the fitness wasn't even there. Uh, I think I was just so stubborn. Like if anyone knows me, I'll get through a workout just being stubborn. Um, strength and depth, where you were horrifically ill, oh. and you managed an entire weekend. Yeah, that's like, just pure stubborn. I, I don't think anyone could do that. I think that was like you can do that. Yeah. I don't think many people in the world would have got through that. Yeah, like, yeah. I lost six and a half kilos over this, the weekend of strength that is, and depth. That is mad. Yeah, I was so ill. <laughs> so I was, but yeah, it's one of those things, like, if I was an individual, 1,000% I would not have competed. But I was never letting, like, Mickey and Army and Helena down, and obviously Wade and Fitter stepped in to sponsor the weekend, so I was like, I'm letting, like, all these people down, it's not just me. So, um, yeah, there was never an option to feel sorry for yourself <laughs> that's, I think that says a lot about you as well though just in terms it's not just a mentality and I'm gonna do this it's also a compassion yeah yeah for sure yeah. for sure so I mean that compassion how has that translated into your coaching as well yeah like <clears throat> like I think like it's just like I think you caring about your athletes as well is a big thing um like just different different ones like I had a guy uh the start of last year he he did his shoulder like four weeks out from the first round of the championship. Yeah. And we put in such a good off season um, and he was ready just to go and dominate. And um, yeah, basically I was like, right, go to the physio straight away. I was like, let's get a plan in place. I was like, you'll be fine. And got me, him and the physio worked together really hard for the four weeks. And she, first round came around. She was like, you're ready. Wow. You know, and like, he shouldn't have been ready, yeah. but it was just through like the positive mindset and stuff I got there. And I was like, just come and train with me. I was like, I'm in the gym every single All day. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just come, come over to the house. I was like, I'll make sure you can do something. I was like, there's always something you can do. Um, and like we had him back on the racetrack in four weeks. 
uh, from a broken shoulder. Um, so like against all odds, like we got there, and I think that's that's again just by like having a good mindset and being positive, and just reassuring them. You know, it's fine, it's fine. You know, let's just keep going, let's keep moving forward. There's always ways around it. Where I think sometimes people can get like stuck in a rut and say, "Ah, oh, broke my shoulder. Ah, oh, that's it. It's over. It's over." Yeah. You know, like so. It's either uh, as soon as he messaged me, I was like, straight up to the physio. We'll make a plan. You've probably saved so a big part of that person's season. <clears throat> like I know, speaking to PD, and I listened to his podcast with Coffee Pods and Woods, and how dark of a place he got with yeah. injury. Yeah. But the approach that you had with these guys. Yeah probably didn't even give them the time to think about it yeah well like straight away they were just like yeah sweet like she said it's gonna be fine so it's gonna be fine Ooh. you know and like there's no other reason to to doubt that it's not gonna be fine yeah you know what i mean so i, I think that's just through like my own experiences you know um i did my knee in like 2014 i did my ruptured acl mcl lcl so like i completely self-destructed my knee and like for me, that was like the end of the world. Um, and then I did my shoulder in 2016. And again, that was the end of the world. Um, but that was just through not having um, like a positive influence and just saying it's okay. Yeah. Like that there is a way to do this yeah, and you'll like, come out the other side. Yeah. So from me being like, as PD said, in that dark place, um, whenever you're kind of alone and no one's telling you, it's fine. We're going to be completely fine. This is the plan. Yeah. Um, that's a that's totally different experience to, well, that's your season done. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing six months after surgery, <laughs> you know, that's it's just different. You're like, I'm completely alone. What do I do? But again, it's a super different approach to coaching. It's kind of like yeah. a hardball line versus someone who yeah can see the human element in everything that you're doing. Yeah. So like even like having Josie like for, for me, it, it's just amazing. Like because like there's different times like I remember like my back totally locked up um it was maybe last year probably like mid uh training it was training it was actually June last year um I remember and like my back jacked up and like I could hardly walk and I was like Joyce I was like I'm, I'm done I'm out and what, what the hell what the hell I was like all this training he was like it's fine I want you to go for a walk every morning for 20 minutes I was like <laughs> what I think you want me to go for a walk I was like what the hell is this gonna fix <laughs> but I was like do you know what I'm gonna go for a walk that's a lot of trust though isn't no, it that's about building trust with your coach yeah. and so like he programmed walk like I think I do a 20 minute walk three times a day so it is so I walked for 20 minutes three times a day um and I was trying to limit sitting down and stuff to get there and literally within four days I was back nearly wasn't full training, but I was back being able to do most things. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I just did what he said and it, it worked. But he put a plan straight away in place. Yeah. And then for my head, I was like, well, this is weird, but I'm going to do it because he's told me to do and it. And that's the plan. And that's the plan. So I'm going to stick to the plan. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then like Irish Fitness Championships, like four weeks later, I PB'd my deadlift at like 175 kilos. You know, so I was like. Amazing. Surely it worked, whatever, you know, obviously we did other movement stuff and stuff in between times, but, um, like the biggest thing was, he just was just like, right, this is what we're doing. Um, and it was just having that, um, comfort of someone just saying it's completely fine. So it is. Um, so yeah, I think I've, I've trans transferred that into 
into my coaching as well. It's just try and be like, even though like I freak out inside uh, straight away, but that's just me being an athlete. But me being a coach is different because yeah. then I'll be coach like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I can freak out inside, but I can't show it. And you're slightly detached, I guess. So you yeah. can have a more kind of rounded approach to yeah, for sure. what your athlete's going through. And I guess you understand them. Yeah, like you understand it because like I go through it too. You know, like, you know, if you get sick, you panic. Because you're like, oh my God, is that like weeks wasted? Yeah. You know, but it's like, how long am I going to be sick for? How long am I going to be sick for? I've got something on Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, even before strength and depth, like on the Wednesday night <clears throat> before, like I messaged Joyce, I was like, I'm sick. And he was like, you're all right, mate. And I was like, he was like, it's just weekend nerves. And I was oh. like, I know it's not weekend nerves. I've canceled all my clients. I was like, I'm sick. And he was like, you'll be fine. <laughs> I wrote back. Like, I think it'll be crying face emoji. So I did. And I, like, sat over in the corner there, pure, like, emo. I was like, oh, I'm going to let everyone down. <laughs> and then I had to fly Thursday. And Joyce uh, messaged me, how are you? I was like, I'm in bed. He was like, it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, fine. I was like, just pre-weekend nerves. I was like, it's just nerves. Uh, so obviously got there and stuff. But, like, it was just, like, the reinforcement. Even though I knew I was dying like before the first workout, he was like, I want you to come and chat to me. Um, and I woke up, walked over to him, like, I mean, I was green, like, and he just says to me, right, here's the thing. Are you going to let your team down? I says, no. He says, are you going to let yourself down? I was like, no. And he was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to give my best. And he was like, well, then I'm going to challenge you this weekend to he says, put your game face on, on the floor. And he says, you can cry or do what you want in the corner when the workout's over. He says, you have to game face. And I was like, well, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I always kind of take it, like, as a challenge. Yeah. Because uh, he, knows, he knows what makes me tick, like, and I always, I always rise to a challenge. So, um, so yeah. But it so worked. I, had, like, I knew the, the run was where you could see that you were a bit under the weather. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, yeah. I honestly thought you were better by the Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Ironically, I was super ill on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'd spent all that night horribly I, ill. I didn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't share your microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, so like even just, like, having that small pep talk uh, before the workout, you know, just, like, flex your mindset um, and instead of, like, feeling sorry for yourself. Like, it could have went two ways over the weekend. I could have just felt sorry for myself. Oh, I'm sick. But then he was like, well just let's see how strong you actually are as an athlete if you can get through this you can actually get through anything and it, it did it did pay off and it's worth doing it isn't it when you're working towards something like the games should you be feeling slightly under the weather yeah you'd rather go into games weekend with that fighting mindset than being sorry for yourself going oh well I might as well throw this away yeah for sure it's all learning experiences yeah like the, it, it was a learning experience so it was for sure. Um, so, like, to be honest, I, I am glad I've done it. And I, I'm glad I know I can do it. Um, so, but yeah, I think, like, it's just, again, it's just that positive reinforcement. So it is just telling your mind you can do it. And your body will just, it'll just get on with it, really. You're probably surrounded by people who are much the same as you. But how many people in the world do you think would actually consider doing what you did that weekend? Probably the only other person would be Sam Briggs. Yeah, that's the only person jumps in my mind. I think she's even more psycho than I am. Similar stubbornness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's way more stubborn than me. I'm an absolute <laughs> pussycat converter. You're quite a pair. But like, seriously, it's, it's something that's probably very individual to you as a person. Similarly, how you approached your quadding career, now you're doing CrossFit. Yeah. That mentality. Do you 
think it's very individual to you. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Like, um, even, even like going back to like the open, like I did not want to do the open after the games. Like, um, it came around fast. Didn't it just it? came around it was so really fast. Quick. Um, <clears throat> and like I probably partied too much after the games and had. <laughs> Uh, I, to be honest, I, I said it on a different podcast. I If I followed one week of my program after the games, that would have been a push. That is, I just was, <laughs> I was just like... Oh. You know what, though? Everyone needs the da- like the time off, the yeah. downtime. Otherwise, it's relentless. I did bits. Like, I did do my training, but I didn't, like, I couldn't fully say, like, I, I trained hard. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I think that's okay, though. Yeah. Like, it's fair... Especially in the immediate, the month after the games, everyone I think took a bit of time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, because it was kind of like the structure and the format, and you know how how it was all laid out. It was it was just so different um, to yeah. what what I had personally expected. Um, so there it's a was bit like sad, that really isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, like you you had. I mean, you've always been there or thereabouts. This was finally your year. Yeah. And it was the cut system. Yeah. And the cut system was just a bit shit for everyone. Yeah, for everyone. Like, it wasn't it wasn't just, just like, the people. It, it was even, like, even the top ten, like, you know, you could see, like, they were, obviously, they were happy to be there, but they were kind of, like, disappointed as well. Like, there's a lot of people on the floor that wasn't on the floor. Yeah. Um, like, I know, like, whenever we spoke to Tia, like, you know, like, she said on the floor in the Coliseum, you know, like, there's so many of my friends that competitors they're that are watching not competing yeah. and that makes her sad you know so like um i just thought watching a final workout of a weekend and only having 10 people 10 there. people yeah it's, it's I, don't want, I don't want to watch that no but like you know that easily could have been adjusted to 20 people yeah you know and it, it would almost have been less harsh and less criticized i think yeah. if it had been 20 yeah. at the end well 20 like <clears throat> how does 10 people like how it's a lot of some people like say I come tenth in a strength workout out of ten people. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so it's like you only have like for say for instance, I made the cuts. The swim workout for me would have been my worst, but I would have got tenth. Yeah, it wasn't going to make much difference. But if there was seventy athletes in there and you finished seventieth, well, that's a big difference yeah, to tenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah so if sure. your worst place you can finish is tenth, you know. So if there's a bigger field, there's more depth. There is so, and I guess from from the media side, which is kind of how I approach it, you enjoy following the stories of the people, the the individual battles, the race within the race. It's not all about who comes podium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that gets lost to a certain extent with this new format. Yeah, but then they sacked all their media teams. So yeah, (laughs) so well, hopefully, like hopefully they've learned because obviously you need more competitors to have have the depth and the failure. It's the same even as the open, you know. like that year, Noel Olsen, was it last year, had one bad workout and was like a thousandth or yeah, whatever it was. Absolutely. And you're like, wow. But if that was only 50 athletes, you only ever would have came, you know, came yeah. 50th. Yeah. So whenever the Open has so many thousand people, like there's so much depth. Makes the achievement so much more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of a bigger deal. <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, that was a total tangent. Good tangent, but total tangent. Yeah. Um, coming back to uh, you and the way uh, you kind of perceive yourself in this this world this crossfit world when you first started crossfit did you think people saw you differently um no i don't think so i think everyone knows me just as uh excuse my 
language just as a gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's bad language. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everyone just knows me as like just a complete messer. Um, and I don't think I've changed one bit from uh, from a sort of CrossFit. Like, um, so, yeah, no, don't think, I don't think so, no. I suppose you always, were you always a bit of a tomboy? Yeah, like, I obviously have race quads with boys. Like, even there's a picture in the window, like me and, me and the boys, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just... Like I've always been round boys, like my sport beforehand, I think like at a at an all time max there would have been five girls. It was and then like in the last year to two years of me racing, like I think I was like one of the only girls in the in the really? adults, yeah. So yeah, always round boys. <laughs> Do you think it's important though to have girls in those kind of in those positions, like you competing at the CrossFit Games, competing in those competitions that you're winning quad biking? It it gives younger females aspirational like someone's already there doing it so therefore it's okay to do it yeah yeah for sure yeah you know how important is that when you thought about when you can retrospectively look back on what you've done yeah yeah like um obviously like I think um like I kind of started to see CrossFit within 2013 that's the year Sam Briggs won um so obviously like her being from UK it was like yeah this is Briggs possible is massive, right I want to be I want to be the next girl in the UK Ireland you know, to, to make it, I was like, like, I want to be like that. You know what I mean? Um, and, like, that's always been a goal. Like, even, I think it was 2017, me and Briggsy both tied for first in Europe. Yeah. That was, like, and, like, that was really cool. That was, but I wanted to beat her in the UK. And she me be like, <laughs> one point. I was like, damn it. Um, but, like, it was, like, really cool, like, to... Because, like, obviously, Joyce was coaching the two of us. And, yeah. Um, like, I, I was like, to Joyce, I was like... My goal is to take UK, and like her goal was to take the UK. You know, <laughs> so he's like coaching two athletes, and uh, we both sent, we both told each other our scores the whole way through. Um, so we all did. I think we did most of the workouts together, bar the first one. Um, so like it was always just a race. It was cat yeah. and dog the whole time. Uh, but <clears throat> like it was, it was really cool to, like she was like my idol going into CrossFit. And then, obviously, to be competing alongside her to try and, like, get the fittest in the UK. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, um, just to be able to actually race her. Um, obviously, I never thought... You obviously dream it and you think it. I never thought that, obviously, would have ever came to light. Um, so, for me, Briggsy was my inspiration. Um, so, like, hopefully, you know, the younger generation in, like, the Ireland stuff will maybe see that as a... You know, yeah, their inspiration as, coming through. And yeah, a pathway, and a I pathway guess, to, yeah. to follow. Yeah. How did you guys meet? When did you first meet? <laughs> um, so we met, I had shoulder surgery in 2016, and Briggsy messaged me and she was like, I need surgery. <laughs> and I was like, uh, cool, yeah, like my physio and stuff, I can get her to, you know, see you, because I think there was like, quite a long waiting list for whoever she wanted to see. Yeah. So, as I guess she booked a flight, I'll get everyone organised, and uh, I took her up to see the physio. We booked her and got surgery, and uh, yeah, we've just been friends since. That's really, that's really nice. Has that, how has that relationship like driven you? I, th I can only assume it's made you better as an athlete. And oh yeah, like um, obviously we did 2017, 2018, and 2019 open together. Um, so we did, uh, and we did, we actually did one of the, we did the last 20, 2020 workout here. So we've done the Open the Air for the past four years. Um, so obviously that drives you on so much. So yeah. it does. Um, and it's just pretty cool as well. You know, the night before, 
or whatever, just be like your your own wee bet on the predictions to see who buys breakfast the next day as well. <laughs> um, you every time she always wins. So she's she's literally like it's under the table dealings. Oh no! If you have to pick two movements, oh, okay, you have to pick two movements. Um, so usually she always always got one one or the other. So <laughs> usually I got nab for breakfast after the workout. Um, so yeah, no, she drives me on. Like we train together and lead up to the open uh, to, for the games this year. We had like a two week training camp. Um, I was chatting to this morning. I'm staying with her in Cincinnati uh, oh, nice. for games camp this year. Um, so that's gonna be really cool. Um, she's coming over to do a quarter Ironman now in the April with me. You guys are loving quarter Ironmans. All that fitness. Yeah. Didn't you do it after the games? Yeah. You're all mad. <laughs> Five thousand calories burnt in six hours. It's just all our food. Yeah, so that's a lot of food. <laughs> so, Absolutely dreamy. It's, it's awesome. And only six hours. It's only six hours. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, no, we're just doing it for like the food gains afterwards. Uh, yeah, so she's coming over here in April. So we'll have like uh, hopefully a couple of weeks training together and then uh, the games a couple of weeks training together as well. So just a good purse, obviously. I'd be slightly stronger than Briggsy, so I can push her on the strength workouts. Obviously, she's like so good at gymnastics, so she really pushes me in the gymnastics workouts. And then, you know, short sprints, I can push her. Long endurance, I can't sit with her, but it's <laughs> you it's, can try though. It's good to <laughs> it's good to see you pull away. Uh, but obviously, it's it's good to good to suffer together on the, all the different elements. So, in terms of looking ahead to the CrossFit Games this year give or take coronavirus which is obviously causing havoc everywhere how do you how do you now approach the next couple of months um like basically the same um as we had planned like can you do you can do pull-ups now me pull-ups yeah as in no as in like um doesn't james james jalsey uh has made you do lots of functional movements and the other day i saw on instagram you were finally allowed to do yeah uh, chest uh, bar pull-ups. wasn't allowed to do chest or it's because my wrist oh is it your wrist it's that that their motion is what hurts it ah so uh the pull-up was actually one of the worst because it was so aggressive on like the there's a lot pull. of kind of yeah, yeah ro- rotator <clears throat> as well i guess yeah so we actually because <clears throat> like we <laughs> we didn't have an argument but <laughs> i reminded him of a bet that well not a bet that uh agreement we made um because i was like here i was like that's the first time i done uh pull-ups in five months and he was like no, it's not. You don't pull ups in the open. I was like, there's no pull ups in the open. We did pull ups training for the open. And I was like, we made an agreement after the games that we weren't going to do pull ups because I hurt my wrist. Ah, <laughs> oh, well done then. He says, you did 100 reps in, no pain. I was like, yeah, we broke in gently then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty good. So, um, yeah, so we forgot. I, I made like agreement with him that I wouldn't complain if uh, we didn't have pull ups in the program. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes, obviously, you know, like, <clears throat> I like to, if I don't snatch, it gets in my head. Yeah, So I, I like that. to snatch, even though it, it hurts, I'm still snatching light. No, it is. And I was like, even if I can only snatch an empty bar, I still want to snatch to yeah. keep the movement pattern. Um, and I was just kind of like a little bit cocky. And I was like, I don't need to do a pull-up to be good at pull-ups. I'll be able to do pull-ups. <laughs> so I was like, just don't put them in. I'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, so I just had to remind them that uh, it's been five months so it, it, you know, it's been quite a long time so um, I was really happy obviously that they just feel as smooth as what they did whenever we were training them so that was quite good confidence um, 
but yeah, no, able, able to do absolutely everything now. Um, I'll probably just go back to a wee bit more strict. And like, I don't want to aggravate my wrist, like still four months out from the games. Um, we'll probably just go back now because obviously I'm not competing next yeah. week. So I can go back now to strict strength. Um, just keep keep developing uh, the strict pull-ups, strict dips. And we're developing like obviously more pegboard volume and stuff. So I'm still getting plenty of lats, lat strength. Um, I'm pulling strength, rope climbs, legs, rope climbs. So, um, and then just bring the chest, the bars back in like six weeks out from the games. Theoretically, how detrimental could it be to not hit those sanctionals because of what's going on and go straight into the games without time on the floor? Uh, for me, I'll be fine. Um, like it is, it's, it's, it's nice just to go and put yourself in a dark hole for the weekend. Um, but again, you seem to thrive in dark holes. Yes. No. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy it. Uh, no, like for me, I, I don't. I don't really mind. Like if I compete, awesome. If I don't compete, not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world because, as I said, like I've got I've got good training par partners down in CrossFit Berserk that I can train with uh, daily. Um, obviously, like Mickey Smith, we train yeah. together, try to train together once a week. So like I've got him to train with me, and then obviously I've got Briggsy. And if push comes to shove, and I need to go to America for six weeks to train and really ramp up volume and intensity, I'll do that. Yeah. So um, it's it's more detrimental for the athletes that haven't yet qualified. I, I do really feel sorry for them. Yeah, I guess I can't see a way in which CrossFit could fill the gaps that would yeah. be left unless you added the kind of the available opportunities to the open leaderboard and yeah. drop down. That's the only way I can see that happening. The other... Um, the other thing that's been suggested, what do you think of the concept that um, if the Games is scrapped altogether, yeah. that you keep your qualification for this year and it transfers to next year? No. No, can't see it happening. I don't think it, uh, I think it shouldn't be right. You know what I mean? Cause... No, no I'm, I'm, I'm with you, just playing devil's advocate yeah. because you might be not as fit as you were next year as yeah. you were last year. But... Exactly. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think that, you know, I would just totally disagree with that. <laughs> So I was thinking, like, if you go and you earn your spot, you've earned it for this year, that year's gone. Go prove you yourself go, again. You have to go do it again. Yeah. Was, um, because situations change all the time, you know, so um, I don't, yeah, no. Earn it. <laughs> Love it. Emma, thank you so, so, so much for having us in your house, introducing us to your lovely dogs. <laughs> She's huffing now. <laughs> Is she sleeping? No, she's just huffing because we're not uh, paying, paying her enough attention. attention. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. But no, really appreciate you taking the time. And we look forward to seeing, fingers crossed, your yeah. road to the games. It's going to happen. If people want to follow your journey, where can they find you? Um, follow me on Instagram on McQueed175. And your partners? I see you're wearing a fitter training top. Yes. So, um, yep, I'm very lucky to have uh, quite a few sponsors on board. I've got Fitter. Wade, Eat Naked and I, um, obviously the best Nuku. Um, I also have Black Box who have kindly helped me and I'm very unfortunate for them and me is uh, Black Box were supporting West Coast Classic. So oh. um, it's really unfortunate obviously to miss out on that opportunity because um, like, obviously we had some really cool stash to to, to release obviously at West Coast Classic so that's a wee bit gotten but hopefully obviously we get to represent Black Box at another another company coming up soon Fab well thank you so much and um, 
we look forward to following your journey to the Games. No problem, thank you.